G'day everyone, welcome to another Two Nine Podcast, the Southern Hemisphere's biggest and best podcast for all things Newcastle United. Uh, tonight, joined by Craig in his brand new shiny kit, freshly delivered. Craig, how are you, mate? I'm loving it now, I've got my new kit. Uh, took longer than I expected to get you, considering the dispatch note still says it's down in Brisbane. But you now I might get two, who knows? <laughs> but uh, now it's a... Uh... Nice fitness shape, better quality than the previous ones. Right, love it. You want to stand up for the uh, for our YouTube watchers to give a bit of a look. There you go. Or lean yep. back on your chair. There you go. It's a nice it's, fit. Uh, yeah, good quality. Uh, it actually says Newcastle United on the badge, which is always oh, a bonus. Yeah, yeah. So that's a plus. Doesn't. So, did you were the Champions League badges available when you bought it, or? Or not? Nah, they're no? club shop only, I believe, which is a bit shit because I really wanted those for obvious reasons. But yeah. um, everything else is pretty good. There wasn't even any option to get a name and number printed on the back, if I remember. Ah, would you have got one? Nah, because uh, this Queensland heat just warps them anyway. Every one of us <laughs> since it just peels off within a matter of weeks, so it's pointless. It's a massive waste of money. If you if if money wasn't an issue, like you were Dimmy or Bobby or someone like that, would you? Who would you have got on your on your name? Uh, I never go for a current player because I don't think anyone warrants oh. uh, name. I'm going like the nostalgic type names. So first choice is always Shira for obvious reasons. Um, but my hero growing up as a kid was Mickey Quinn. So probably would have been uh, Quinn number nine, something like that. Quinny, nice. Quinny number nine, um, BRB, Gaza, something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, sorry, it's remiss of me to... Um, to mention if if you're still with us after the first two minutes to make sure you give us a like and, and a comment on the video it helps us out with the algorithm and we're trying to build our our fan base if you want to call it that or or fans of the show so um the more you help us out the more that we can get ourselves out there and we really like what we do and we think we deliver some pretty good stuff so yeah right um give us a like or a comment uh, if you're listening to it on your podcast give us a, a rating or a review as well um, and if you if you have just joined us, make sure you jump into our last video. Um, we had a nice little half an hour fun size pod with uh, I can't remember was it Trevor? I can't remember. I think I've just made that up from um, for the Milan club in Melbourne. Um, obviously, with the big news of uh, Tenali signing in the next or not signing, I think he's already signed, but being announced in the next day or two. Um, you give us some really good insights about him and, and him as a player and what we can expect over the next sort of five to six years, hopefully. So, yeah, I encourage you to all jump in and watch that or listen to that. It's 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 really, really good. Um, but we, we might start with Tanali Craig. Uh, we understand here at the 200 podcast that the deal will be announced in the next probably day or two now that um, he's finished up with the Italy under-21s, obviously disappointing exit for their Euro uh, under-21 campaign, not making it out of the group, which says a little bit about the state of Italian football, I think, at the moment, Craig. I mean, the they're senior side, if you, I guess if you want to call it that, has really probably under-delivered, you, you think, in the last five years when it comes to major tournaments. But how excited are you to see him announced? It, it, it's game-changer, isn't it? Because it just take like that um, message or the... the text that uh, Jack shared in the uh, group chat the other night. Uh, it was a massive long thread. I can't remember who done the original post, but he copied and pasted it, I think maybe in Craig Hope. But we never no, no, I think it was 
Edwards, I think it was. Luke Edwards. All right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I was friend of the pod. But um, but yeah, basically, we never anticipated to get a player of that stature, that caliber, uh, this soon into the project, and to get him at such a bargain price as well. Fifty-five million yeah. quid, what's been reported, uh, considering what other clubs are spending on. I mean, it's two Deccan races for a kickoff, or close to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, a good it's, it's a good currency. It's a good currency yeah. now, isn't it? It's batch but yeah, absolutely looking forward to it. Can't wait for it to be uh, unveiled in a black and white shirt. Then the second part of the project can get started with this new season. Yeah, I think from what I remember, um, pre-season of the season just gone, we were lucky to have um, Andy Naylor, the Brighton correspondent for The Athletic. And uh, it, we, were, we were mainly talking about Dan Ashworth and, and how he operates and what, what can we expect from, from Dan Ashworth. And, um, he actually spoke to us off air and he, he just mentioned and he said, um, if my phone rings, I have to go. Is that okay? Because it was right in the middle of the Basuma transfer from Brighton to, to Spurs. And mm-hmm. he said there's a fair bit of shit going on between the two clubs because Brighton obviously want their haggling for the highest um, transfer fee to be announced and Spurs want the lowest transfer fee to be announced. And I asked him and I, I said, is this – normal like between the two clubs he goes oh it's nearly the biggest sticking point is what the announced transfer is going to be like forget about what the real number is that's mm-hmm. that biggest sort of argument so i think i mean what were the reports coming out of italy it was up around 70 or 80 million and it, it was, it, eh? record signing um which is, is really interesting craig because i think the way we've we've approached this transfer was really really smart in terms of finding a club with good players who need money and yeah. and sort of and targeting them. I know I know the the Italian league has sort of been left behind, I guess, a little bit. Like it was a power league sort of through the nineties, wasn't it? And, and AC and Inter were two of the biggest clubs in the world. But sort of as of recent times they've sort they've kind of been left behind a little bit with like English Premier League kicking off and um La Liga and even with sort of PSG's dominance in the players they've got. Like more people actually probably taking more interest in the French league than the like uh what are they called? French league, yeah. No, 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 Syria Arc. That's oh, sorry, oh, yeah, sorry about Yeah, yeah. So and like one, honestly, one could maybe argue that the Bundesliga has gone past it as well. Like it could be fifth or sixth in terms of stature around in around Europe. And they have left and I think um they did speak about the previous pod with the new regime at AC Milan, and it sounded awfully familiar. <laughs> it sounded like Mike really actually, to be honest. But so I think if you believe reports that they went in for Barella at Inter, and then that sort of found out that Inter's pretty good for money, so <laughs> they sort of quoted them a massive price, and then they've gone in for Tonali. I think not expecting it. I don't think to go through like. He's the the homegrown kid, future captain, um, sort of nearly their best player, and they threw a cheeky big and it was accepted. So they have been really sort of street smart with how they go about their transfers, haven't they? Oh, absolutely. It kind of reminds me of when uh, we went for Rooney, when he was still at Everton, and I think it was... 
thing was Freddie Shepard, who went to the Chronicle, he went, do not break this news early or else we will lose him to somebody else. And that's exactly what happened. It went front page mm. of the Chronicle, tune bid for Rooney. It then went national. He then signed for Man United. If this news had a broke early, then maybe he went somewhere else. Maybe he went to a, a bigger high-profile club. He would have went for more money or anything. But luckily, it was all done under the radar enough to get it signed, sealed, and pretty much delivered uh, before anyone knew about it. So, yeah, it's a, it actually leads me to my next uh, point, Craig, with the whole, I don't know if you want to call it a smokescreen or sort of in the shadows and not really being public, which has been a, a key trait, I guess, of the new our new ownership and, and sort of management team where nothing really gets leaked anymore. I mean, you get all these wankers on Twitter who are in the nose and they're like constantly wrong they're wrong because they don't know it's just they're just guessing because nothing gets out anymore but it sort of leads me to my next uh point with james madison craig i know that i think a lot of fans were expecting to get done and then it sort of didn't get done and i like i don't know about you i didn't think it was going to get done i mean because i just don't i think we'd sort of moved on from that and moved on to a different player. But, I mean, you know, like we all would have seen the stuff on social media with um, Callum Wilson in the England camp with photos with him and, yeah. and Kieran Trippier and all that sort of stuff. And I know you you thought, oh, they're, like they're on to something here. But I, I thought it was they were just being fishy, you know, like just being a bit smart arsey and knew that was going to get reactions off everyone on social media. Now this Tonali stuff's happened. I kind of think that they might have been in on it. You know what I mean? And You're sort right. of, I think, feed the narrative that, you know, James Madison and this, and they're all chummy and buddies and everything like that, knowing that he probably wasn't going to come. But it sort of led everyone up the Madison path and completely away from Tenali. And so I think the, I think the club might have told them, well, you go play this Madison stuff up. And we've got our business over here. We're going to try and sneak through the back door while everyone's looking at James Madison. So it's like I didn't think that at the time, but now all this Tenali stuff's come, and especially that article with Luke Edwards about how they really wanted a bit of a covert operation, I guess, to get him over the line. It makes me think that maybe that they were sort of conspirators in the whole thing where to send everyone the wrong way and then – Sort of, it all pops up, and I and like, oh shit! Did you just lead us all up the garden path? It could very well be. Uh, you know, the club tend to be master tacticians now in not just things on the field, but obviously off it. Uh, there's deals which have been done again last season. You look at Isak; that was no one knew about it until it was pretty much stepped off uh, the plane at Newcastle Airport mm. and on his way to Tyneside for a medical. It was. I love how the club are doing things now. Yes, there's the breaking news anticipation. We put a bid in for such and such player. But I would love to wake up one morning and just uh, see Twitter has exploded because we've signed a player. He's at St. James's. Yeah, yes. And nobody knew anything no, about him whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, would be absolutely well. amazing. And if it was not necessarily a worldly player, but somebody who was high calibre, someone on the likes of Tonali, who's not world-class yet, maybe. Uh, that might be a sticking point, but he's definitely that player who will get to that level at some point, I reckon. Yeah, I think I think that's a plan. I think they're, they're stocking 
young sort of talent under 25 with the with the view to all come through together. I mean, like you've got your Isaac Botman, Bruno Willock. Who have I missed out? Isaac. Like, there's a real young nucleus there of players to sort of get drive the club forward. And then now mm -hmm. we've got that sort of base. We can, I guess, cherry pick a little bit with what we've got as as the sort of older guys start tapering off, I guess, towards the end of the career. But back on Madison, where were you on it? Like, were you were you flat when you sort of seen that we missed out or were you like, did you think we were going to get him? How does it all sort of, now that it's all been announced and official, how does it sort of sit with you? To be honest, I'm a little bit disappointed he's not part of the team, but only because we haven't signed somebody who is as good as or better than him just yet. So there's that little bit of case of will we or won't we? I do think we will. And I do think he would be in a good addition to the team. Uh, I know there was a few doubts about his character and everything I got from uh, one or two of us on the pod and maybe a few other Newcastle fans as well. Uh, but he was a long-term target, if you want to call it that, because obviously last summer, uh, both ourselves done the breaking news pod that uh, an official bid had been made. January, apparently, we were back in for him as well. But whether this summer, it was a case of let's just cool it a little bit because he's asking for stupid money and he may be wanting to go towards the bright lights and cocaine towers of uh, London. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, we will see uh, whether it turns out to be a good move for him. If it does, fantastic, because he is a quality player. But right now, I'm a little bit miffed that we haven't got him, but that could all change if you sign somebody of equally good quality or higher. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I'm not... I'm not bothered. I, don't, I was never like not. I'm not bothered because he didn't sign. Like you, like you would have read in our group chat. Oh, I seriously couldn't care if he played with us or not. Like he's a great player. Don't like. I'm not. I'm not going to shit on him now because he's not playing for us. He's a great player. And but like I don't. I, don't, I just don't get the the whole point of getting hung up on people who don't want to play for us. Like there's no point wasting your energy on other people. Like let's focus on Tanali and and anyone else we we bring in between now and the end of the transfer window. Like, it, it, I don't know if missed out is the right word. I think we might have had a nibble, but I don't think we were we were chips in, if that makes sense. So missed out, well, yeah, I don't think we'll ever know if we actually had a serious crack at him since the season finished. Or I don't even know if we had a nibble in January, to be honest. I know that the club was pretty out there with the fact that they didn't want to spend that much in January because they were saving it, saving it for the summer and they couldn't get both. And I think they went down the same path with Gordon, who we forgot to mention earlier, the younger profile who can come up and, and they think he's got potential and, and things like that. So I don't, I don't think they missed out. I think they decided it got to a point where they said, oh, I don't think this is, this is for us anymore. And we don't want to pursue it any, any longer, but I do like. I do think, even though we are really diving into that age bracket, I still think if we can try and pick up a couple of not old heads, but maybe someone around the late twenties in that mm -hmm. sort of age gap, just with Champions League experience, because I think it's going to be really important. Just about to mention that. Yeah, just for that. I don't know. I th they're different games, aren't they? Yeah, you, you need a different level of mentality to play at the top level. You really do. Yeah. And it, some of the players, they may get there. Uh, some will already be there. 
but some of the squad players will not cut it at that level, as we know. Hence why they're going to be either formed out or loan or sold this summer. Yeah, but even even like, I mean, we have look. Trippier's had obviously Champions League experience. Mm-hmm. I think Botman Botman might have had a little bit. Bruno, Bruno too, I think. Bruno, yeah. Now we've got Tonali, but apart from that, I don't think anyone else has. I don't think. No. I don't think Isak did, and like Wilson and Maxi, your Murphys, Willocks, all them haven't. So. I think it's I think it's going to be really important just to sign. It only needs to be one or two players with Champions League experience. Just it's going to, especially the home games, they're going to get a bit out of control. I think so. It's going to be good just to have that sort of level head and just sort of keep control of your emotions because the crowd's going to be absolutely feral in a, in a good feral, but they're going to be like, feral. So it's just a bounce. yeah, just a couple of people just to. You know, keep control, keep everyone's heads in the game, and and things like that. Um, also, I think it was a couple of days ago, we woke up to a report as well with um, being linked. Well, I think I think it said we actually made the bid for uh, Tino Liveramento from Southampton, a twenty-year-old right back, the English right back as well. So he sort of ticks that homegrown. Mm-hmm. Sort of quota quota button as well. A really good player. I think he's made 30 appearances for Southampton. He's coming off an ACL injury. Um, I think the report mentioned it was 15 million, which he, he's got very high sort of hopes on him. So 15 million is is probably unders, really. <laughs> when, yeah. when if, if he's sort of lives up to what the reputation. I think he's a former Chelsea player, and he is. Yeah, yeah, Southampton knocked They're it back. They're expected a cut of the transfer as well. So that's why I think they've knocked more. Yeah, I think that's why they want more. So, because they're going to have to give some to Chelsea for it. So, um, I know you weren't, I, I think, I wouldn't say overly excited. It might be the right word about it all. Do you want to explain why? It's not, not necessarily excited about the signing a new player. It's just I don't think it's a position we need to have much focus on right now. I know we're going to be playing more games than ever this season because of the Champions League, but I think there's other positions that need to be filled first before we start looking there. Um, all credit the ladder for do sign him. Apparently, uh, Fry and Razor could be going the other way. That's something that's been muted with it as well, going back down yeah. to the South Coast for him. But um, yeah, um, if we do sign him, fantastic. Don't know a huge amount about him, to be honest, as I mentioned in the chat. But I just think, yeah, there's other positions we should be focused on first. So what about if I said to you that Javier Manquillo has been told he's free to leave and he's keen to go back to La Liga? Would you would that sort of sway you a little bit more to say, oh, that's okay because we've got one out, one in? If and, we've and got, uh, if we've got like Liverpool that, literally nailed on, but you've also got to think there, though, we've then got two right-backs who've both had ACL injuries in less than 12 months in Kraft and Livermento. That's the case. And speaking from someone who's snapped their ACL twice, it's not fun. You never fully recover from it, even at such a young age, I don't think. Yeah, you will lose a, a yard of pace. But I think having two of them uh, with major, major injuries where you miss at least 12 months of your, your career, um, will he come back fitter, stronger from it? Hopefully. Uh, will he be a good signing? Hopefully, we will see. Would you, would you loan out Harrison Ashby if, if 
Liveramento went or would you keep him as that insurance policy if they're both got ACLs? I would keep uh, Ashby around because if we lose um, Trippier, Ashby is probably the direct replacement because he's good from set pieces. He can get a cross in. He's got a decent tackle on him and he's young and hungry as well. And he, he'll be biting that uh, a bit just to try and get into that starting 11 or even just making the bench. I think he made his first appearance, was it in the Chelsea game for us? Um, he was uh, he sub on the bench. And oh, he, he didn't come on though, did he? I can't oh, remember. He? he was definitely named on the bench anyway. Oh, I don't um, think he did. But uh, I, he's got to be chomping at the bit to even just make an appearance for her, if that's the case. Craft, uh, he's probably fallen down the ladder because of his injury. But never meant no. Again, you're right about the whole English quote. I think I didn't realize he was English till I googled him, to be honest. Yeah, it doesn't sound like an English name. No, he doesn't, does kind of, he? No, <laughs> Liveramento doesn't really scream English for me. Um, and then I think we went to bed last night with the breaking not news together, by the way. No, 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 no. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it, but it's just no. not, not last night anyway. No. Um, that uh, Dominic Slobberslay is sort of generated a little bit of interest with Liverpool and there was quite a bit of, I don't know what the word was, anger maybe or, or against Liverpool for, for doing it. But this is the pool we're swimming in now, isn't it? <laughs> we, it is. Uh... We get, if we get linked to these players, all the other bloody good clubs are going to be sniffing and trying to have a crack as well. Absolutely. As soon as that drop of blood hits the ocean, the sharks come sniffing, don't they? It's mm. um and I, as I mentioned yesterday, I don't think he'd be a good fit to Liverpool. They've they've got too many quality players in the position he plays already. Unless they plan on flogging them or loan them out or doing whatever, I can't see him getting that starting position. Whereas if he's saying to Russ, he's going to take Miggy's role straight away, isn't he? Or yeah. at least he'll be blended in like well how Botman was earlier on in the season, uh, a few sub appearances and then he'll uh, take the, the starting lineup. But yeah, Liverpool. Was, it was only like I, I one know. or two, wasn't it, for Botman? Um, he missed the Liverpool game. I remember that he didn't start that one. That was uh, Lascelles and Shaw. Uh, he was at the Man City game. He played that one. I can't remember which was he. Must be in the Man City game was his first start. But uh, he didn't start that, from the very beginning. A, I reckon that was the third game. Yeah, yeah, which, he's definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't even call it eased in because again, he he wasn't just like the odd sub appearance. He was just literally. Put in straight away or from yeah. the first five six games something like it. Yeah, but, um, I yeah. know. I know that Hal has got a, a reputation, I guess, for sort of drip feeding new recruits in. But I think it, it's it's not a it's a horses for courses. So like Kieran Trippier come in, played straight away because Aye. it was an instant improve in that position. Nick Pope come in, he was number one from pretty much the way he signed. Um, Bruno not so much, but you got to remember the team was on a really good run then. So mm-hmm. it was, and and Eddie, it was as we all know, has been really reluctant to change winning lineups and stuff like that. So Bruno just had to bide his time and then sort of wait for his opportunity. And Isak, well, he comes straight in because Wilson got injured and we didn't have a striker. So it's all it's horses for courses, I think. And that that's my it's not a question mark with Tenali, but I think he's going to have to do a fair bit of work on his fitness to get up to where he needs to be to play in this team. And um, Anthony Gordon found that out in January. And yeah. And, but he openly admitted it at the end of the end of the season that where he'd come from was nowhere near the level that he needed to get to. So the good thing is, especially about Tenali is 
he's got this whole preseason now to get his fitness up and get up to where he thinks he needs to be to to be a really key contributor in this team. Um, so I would I touch on uh, last night as well. Matty Bonswell, one of the academy players, has been loaned out to League Two side uh, Newport County. So hopefully that all that all goes well for him. Um, good luck, Matty. And uh, I know a big fan of the show, Mark Gillespie, uh, proposed to his partner over overnight as well. So congratulations to you, Mark, if you're watching. Um, last sort of thing I want to touch on, Craig. This was mentioned a couple of days ago. It's going to be the never-ending story, I feel, which is the stadium revamp. Um, an interesting story come out. I'm not sure who, which outlet it was publicised in, but with the club buying back, the land behind uh, the Gallagate, the obvious answer is to extend the Gallagate and right. we can increase our capacity in that. But it, this this report, and apologies for if you're the author and you've, you've tuned in for tonight's breaking news show, but um, get in touch with us in the comments as well if, if it was you who who wrote the, wrote the story. But... The interesting thing was that the owners are really keen to get the capacity up to around 60,000, maybe a little bit more if possible. And like I said, the obvious answer was to extend the Gallagher. Now they've bought that land at uh, Strawberry Place behind it. But the report was saying that the East End could also be as part of the um, renovation or the expansion. Uh, it did mention that with with modern architecture and all that, obviously behind the stadium is heritage listed, I think. So, Grade One A. Yeah, yeah. So that that stuff can't be touched, and there's a lot of rules and regulations around, um, even things to do with like sunlight and 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 things like that. But the the report had stated that with this new modern technology and architecture, the East End could potentially be expanded as well, and not actually affect the stuff behind it. So. Did, um, did you come across that? I did. I, I read a few articles. Oh, of I also watched a few videos on YouTube. One of the, the good ones I watched actually was uh, Tyneside Life, where the bloke who presented his name is Eddie. He, he just had a, a random off-the-cuff idea where apparently the houses inside, uh, they're quite dilapidated. Um, they're not in good condition or anything. They look great from the outside. But if uh, the owners were to make an offer to the owners of the buildings and say, we want to buy these property off you because we want to extend the East End. And that gets all approval from, um, I think it's the National Trust or something along those lines. If they approve it, because it's going to be commercially viable to the area, to the centre, to the club, it could create more jobs, that type of thing, then it could get approved that they bulldoze them and they then extend the, the uh, East End out that way. Or well, the other option... Have it uh, all glassed out so the allow that natural light to go yeah. through. That was a big thing. What, yeah, that was what I yeah. seen as well. The whole the whole glass thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and the the row of houses that faces the east stand turn all those into a, a boutique hotel for the club uh, and have little restaurants and cafes at the front of them. There as well. So the the club could buy the building off the um, off the owners. Turn it into a hotel, do it all up the Spartan side. The club then gets extra revenue from the hotel, the restaurants, the bars, everything that are attached to it. And 
apart from the Chelsea Hotel, there's not many others that have got a hotel that close to the stadium. And again, just another way to boost revenue on there as well. And that yeah. could potentially work as well. Uh, really smart ideas, I thought, on those two. Yeah, for sure. And I know with our new front of shirt sponsor that you are proudly sporting at the moment, they are a, a public events company. Um, I'm sure they've got some really cool ideas to sort of generate. Not that not that match day needs any extra sort no. of pump up to get everyone going, but that's that's their one word. That's what they specialise in. So whatever they decide to do, I, I'd expect from next season a, a very different maybe fan experience outside the stadium as well, whether there's some mm-hmm. pop, well, pop-up bars that are more linked with the club, like you said, generate that more revenue and, and stuff like that. I know the corporate suites, I think, in the Lisa standing are all getting renovated as well. So I think a few people have lost their seat and, and been sort of re- like not misplaced, but sort of put off in another area as well to cater for these brand new, um, really fancy pants sort of corporate area as well. So then you can imagine how much tickets for them suites are going to be now, but it's, it's all a part of the, it's all a part of the plan, isn't it? It's all the, mm-hmm. the revenue side of things and how can we, Make money, so so you have to spend money to make money, don't you? Uh, we've known that from uh, what since the seventh of October, twenty twenty one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I'm surprised you haven't got that tattoo on you somewhere. Actually, that's a very um, good idea. <laughs> well, if you've bleached your hair, so there's no reason <laughs> why a tattoo maybe on your on your back where no one's not that we get we're going off script here. I never we understand right. back. I never understand back tattoos, Craig. I, no. I cannot, I cannot for the life of me, understand why someone would get a tattoo on their back. And also, when uh, you go to the barbers and they show you a mirror the back of your head, how often? Yeah, you know, I say the same thing. I'm yeah. showing me for. I'm never going to see it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And most of them go, "Oh, it's just a trust thing, so you know that I, I've done the right thing." I said, "Oh, whatever." But <laughs> yeah. yeah, like tattoos, like the whole. To me, the whole idea of getting a tattoo is you like the design and you want to. You want it to be on you forever, which is great. Look, I'm not a tattoo hater by any stretch of the imagination, but I just can't quite understand the concept of getting it on your back mm-hmm. when you'll never it's see strange. it. Yeah. Um, like I said, we are we are getting um we are getting off track. But I think that'll just about wrap us up, mate. Unless you've got any anything else you want to bring to the table before we we wrap up. Now, nah, just let us know in the comments down below what you've thought about what we've talked about today. Uh, we'll get back to you in uh, the comments as well. Um, and if there's any position that you think the club needs to focus on and what player you think would be a good fill for that, again, just let us know in the comments down below. Yeah. What What would your next one? What, what's your next position you think we should target if you had to rank them? I'm going to say left wing, attack and mid, a uh, hybrid of the two. Yeah, I think I think that midfield is critical as well because I reckon we were one short. We needed another one in January and we ended up losing Shelby. So I think we need two more for rotation and depth and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. So that's probably the next one I'd go for as well. And then maybe a left back, a young, young right-sorted centre back as well. And then another winger, young winger forward to sort mm-hmm. of play third string behind uh, Isak and Callum Wilson. But, yeah, like you said, if anyone's got any ideas, yeah, chuck them in the comments. 
hit us up on our socials. We'll get back to you. We love interacting with everyone and, and stuff like that. But, um, yep, that'll do for tonight. Thanks very much, Craig. Cheers, bro. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your brand-new shirt. Wonder, how many times are you going to wear it before you wash it? Uh, I'm not going to wash it because everything will fall off. <laughs> That's what I hope you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll keep shooting on Castor until they give us free stuff for taking Absolutely. the money from my jumper. All right, that'll do. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers, mate. Have a good one.